Hello and welcome back to tonight movie. I am here with my dear old brother, and today we are talking about Martin Scorsese's film Mean Streets. It's an American crime film. Came out in October of 1973, distributed by Warner Brothers. Ben, will you please tell us about the plot? So the film follows Charlie and his life in Little Italy, uh, up in New York. And his struggles for with a variety of different relationships is dealing his own mental state. It's really interesting. The history behind the movie is um, really interesting. It's sort of Martin Scorsese being sort of a powerhouse of cinema in the last uh, five decades started with this, and it's really interesting. And that's I find that very interesting because this is movie is a sort of a, a prototype for his the first half of his career, much like The Departed is it is the prototype for the second half of his career. Um, this is when he first started using slow motion ca- uh, work, which is sort mm-hmm. of what he does in all his movies now. Yeah. Uh, and that was before the uh, the Asian action cinema made it popular through The Matrix. And what's also really interesting is how this movie ended up getting made. So this was actually the second movie Scorsese made. Um, Wait, maybe really? it was the third. Maybe it was the third. Uh, first one was, mm. I can't remember the first one. The, the second first- one was Boxcar Bertha. And who's Bo- that knocking at my door is the first one. Oh, yeah, who's that knocking on my door is the first one. Boxcar Bertha was the second one. So his mentor watched Bar- Boxcar Bertha, which was a romantic crime drama film or something like that, um, was not good. Uh, and <laughs> his mentor, John Cassavetes, uh, another director, said, you just spent a year making a piece of uh, colorful language. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You better do, but you should do better next time, because you know he's like, look, and I'm like, I know you can do better. So Mar- Scorsese just started uh, started moving back, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna write a movie. It's gonna be based off my experiences growing up, because he grew up in Little Italy in New York, and a lot of the scenes in Mean Streets are verbatim what he would see as a mm-hmm. child. And he, and he, as he started writing it, he's. Uh, he started attaching people who would then become long-term partners of his, Harvey Keitel yeah, and Robert, Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro specifically. Uh, although Harvey Keitel, I think, was in uh, Who's Knocking at My Door. Yes. Um, I believe so. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, releasing it, everyone thought it was you know, great thing, greatest thing since sliced bread, because mm-hmm. honestly, for the time of prayer, it probably was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 1970s. Yeah, and you see a lot of... Uh, and as one of the in- inducted, one of the movies that inducted the new Hollywood um, yeah, movement, yeah, you yeah. can not only see, you can see a lot of the influences that it has for over the next 10 years um, until that amazing movement just suddenly just cut off. Oh, man. And then, yeah, there we go. That's just kind a little of, bit like, of background. Kind of going off that, it did receive, like, very, like, really good views. A lot of people, like, liked it. And I think um, a reviewer, Paul, Pauline Kale. May have butchered that name. Called it a true original and a triumph of like of personal like person filmmaking, and I agree with that. I'm not like a huge Martin Scorsese fan, mostly because I honestly thought I heard enough f bombs like just around um, every place like where we live and certain areas and where we went to high school and everything like that. But I'm like, holy crap! And it's like. Effort, 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 effort. Like every pro, I would say maybe every other word. I can't think of a scene where it's not, but that's prevalent. That is what I don't. I don't want to say like what he's known for, but if you're watching Martin Scorsese film, I feel like 
there's always going to be massive amounts of F-bomb. Yeah, it's, he considers yeah. it a, a key element in realism. Well, I do agree with that. Mm. I, I can agree with that. And I think also we just watched The Departed, which we'll be talking about soon. And it's it's a mob movie. I feel like it's also kind of typical for them to drop the F-word every other yeah, yeah. minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like you said, colorful language. But at the same time, it goes with whatever the plot is. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's not just thrown in there just to be thrown in there. It's thrown in there because it's, in a sense, needed. Mm-hmm. So kind of going to the script a little bit, I like the script and I like the natural, and I can see the natural chemistry between all the characters, especially between Harvey Keitel and, um, why can't I think, Robert De Niro. I don't know why I plagued on that. Mm-hmm. And Harvey Keitel, he plays um, the main character, Charlie. And Robert De Niro plays a character called Johnny Boy, who, Johnny Boy is just, can I say, would you call him psychotic? Oh, and he's a little bit crazy, yeah. A little, just definitely more on the crazy side. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have David Provo as Tony, and then a character named Tony who runs a bar, and then Richard Romanus as, um, like, a small loan shark, Michael. And then Cesar Danova as Giovanni, who plays Charlie's uncle, who's a bigger loan shark. But those those are kind of the main characters with these. And I think maybe maybe Teresa. I have thoughts on Teresa. <laughs> but aside, but with all the main characters and even some of the side characters, very natural chemistry. There's no random weird tension because sometimes when you watch films, I feel like you can't really see the chemistry, and it just feels awkward you feel the awkwardness through the screen mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah like and i said like despite the natural chemistry like the vulgarity got to me a little bit but i and then i realized like it was part of the movie so mm-hmm. i can't really complain too much about that what did you what did you think of the script i liked it it was yeah. it was getting tight um it was there was not, i don't even know if there was more than six or seven named characters and that and their chemistry, like you said, it drove the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It all it almost looked like the movie wrote itself, but looking at looking at, you know, the background of it, how this is all based off real life experiences yeah. and we're just kind of strung together by uh the character of uh what's what's Harvey Keitel's character? Uh, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Capo, there we go. Yeah. Um You can you can kinda of see how you know, having that one powerhouse of a character just told just drives everything forward. I wasn't too a fan, too much of a fan. Uh, I, okay, how do I put it? What what words are you looking for? Well, I'm thinking. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, actually, I'll, I'll start with yeah. another part that I like. Okay. Um, and uh, another part that I like, and I'll transition. So one of the cool things about Scorsese is uh, his religious leanings. So. He says, yeah. uh, he says, I am very much a Catholic, but I'm a lapsed Catholic because I've had five wives. So, <laughs> uh, and he's, I, I, so I, know, I have to admit his honesty. I like, yeah. that. I like the honesty. Continue. Um, and that definitely shows in the script. So Charlie, one of his big, uh, one of his big flaws is, I mean, he's a, he's a mobster. He's a made man. And being a made man means you have to kill somebody in order to become mm-hmm. a made man. Um, so obviously he's a murderer in addition to a lot of other crimes he's committed, and he find and he knows that he can't find absolution in the church, even though he's a very religious man, because mm-hmm. he's made so many mistakes at this point. He feels that there's no way going back. It's, it explodes the theme of Catholic guilt. 
And he and he uses Johnny Boy, uh, uh, portrayed by Robert De Niro, uh, who's kind of a screw up, and trying to protect him and make sure he's okay as sort of his absolution, Mm -hmm. his salvation. He feels like it's his duty. Yes, he feels it's his duty. It's the least he can do, and that's gonna that's gonna lead in order to find absolution. And that's going to lead me to the flaw. Like, I didn't like, uh, I don't want to spoil it. I didn't like the ending. I didn't yeah, like the ending because I, I, I felt it was, uh, it was extremely abrupt. It subverted its own theme in a way. And I was, without going too much in specific, uh, in specifics, um, and I'd be game to be proven wrong on it, but it felt very, uh, it didn't add to the message, and it didn't add to any of the character and to the development of the characters at all. It was just like, okay, this happened, this end. ended, yes, yeah. and it, and, it, and it was just the end. It was just like what, <laughs> um, and it was it was not a subtle twist. It was just like a massive twist happens, and then it just cuts, and it's like okay, that's it. Like, <laughs> I mean, there if, should be more. Yeah, it. it I kind of wanted to end when they were just when they were driving away from the city. And that was it. That would have been, that I think, amazing. Been um, good shot. Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome. And then it was just like, and then they went on an extra 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it was. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get I it. Yeah. But I, they want to say crime doesn't pay, but it's kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't know. I can understand the ending. We're bouncing around with it again, yeah. like Lay Samurai. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait till we get to talk about Stalker. That will be fun to talk about. And sorry, little thing. But, um,. I can understand the abrupt ending because they're they're driving away. You have three of them, sorry. Um, the three people are, you have the character Charlie, Johnny Boy, and then Teresa. We'll talk a little bit more about Teresa, who she is. But um, the three of them, they're driving away from the city. And then it just, and as we know, it ends kind of abruptly. But I think that was kind of the point where, like you said, it's like crime does pay. Like there is some type of consequence that happens because essentially... Johnny Boy pisses someone off, pisses off Michael, the loan shark, and because he got pissed off, and he pissed him off, things happen, consequences happen, and I think that may, that may have been the message towards it, be like, okay, yeah, you have to pay for what you did. Literally, figuratively, however you like, want to put it, you'll somehow pay. Mm-hmm. And so I think I can understand the abrupt ending, but I do agree with you. Is it was a maybe I don't want to say too much, but at the same time, if this was based off of, like you said, a lot of Martin Scorsese's life when he was a kid, maybe that's how it was. To where you'd be going along with life, and all of a sudden, someone's you see someone's life just ending abruptly out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and that could have been due to this, that, or the other thing. Right. So there probably is some reasoning behind it. Will we ever know what it is? absolutely not mm-hmm. but hey you know what we like talking about it that's what mm-hmm. we're he- that's what we're here to do and i kind of want to go back to what you said earlier about martin uh, martin using a lot of i think you said like long shots is that what the term you used no no i no, said no, uh, slow motion slow motion sorry yeah. although he does use a lot of long, long shots, shots later on um i w- will say i have noticed in this movie and when we watched the departed um which i cannot wait to talk about that there is not a lot of jump jump cuts. It's it lacks them. It's a, yes, yeah. it's really nice. And, <laughs> and by watching this, I'm just like, oh my god! I thought there would be so many jump cuts, and I'm very happy there wasn't. Right. <laughs> because I feel like jump cuts 
just unless they're necessary for the film, they don't do much. For me, they just give me a headache, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, are we done? I want to, I want to end the movie. So that mm-hmm. that's my personal thoughts. Like, this is really the kind of the only make main thing on cinematography that I have. Oh, along with the fact that when we were talking about like filming on location, mm-hmm. that and I, I like the fact that they definitely use the area of Little Italy and New York City, or at least that's what I'm assuming that they did, and they took advantage of it because they only had five hundred thousand dollars. Which in today's dollars it computes to about three point three million, but five hundred thousand dollars at the time for one of um, Martin Scorsese's like big feature films, and what later piloted his career, he made good use of that money. Him and the production team, and I applaud him on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have for in terms of scenes? Any did anyone scene stand out? Um. When he, I still think about it sometimes. When he, I think he's in a, I think he's in a graveyard with Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy's drunk. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he looks up to the room and sees a whole bunch of people partying or something like that. Um, and just the look on his, uh, and I think they're getting in a fight. And the look on his face at like at how <laughs> upset he is at the uh, at human nature is it just okay. it, I don't know it just it just stuck with me. Um, I was just, uh, I mean, it's how I interpreted it. I still think about that scene. Um, like it's, it's the scene, it's the scene that stands out to me in that movie. And it sort of shows how he's able, his, his conscious conscience is able to separate his, he is actively part of the problem in the world. Um, one of the worst parts of the world too. Uh, yet he, the, the sheer regret of his actions and how he wishes he he's done he could could have done th- things differently, even though we don't know anything about his past. Yeah, at all. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. We don't know anything about his past at all. But it's definitely seen that he has, despite the fact that the guy's in his early thirties and he's very good at what he does, no matter how nefarious it is, he definitely has a lot of regret. And you can tell that if he could if he if he could have done it differently, he would. He would have done it differently. Yeah, and that should that scene is sort of a. Uh, Sort of a watershed for me in that regard. Okay. I think when I think of that scene, I kind of think of actually him when he sees the people partying. It's I guess I kind of like plays into it. it's like he's like you know it's like I wish I could do that. Mm. Is that what you're saying, or are you saying something? Different? Oh, I thought there, I thought there was a fight or something. Okay. I, I uh, but it may have no, been they were just partying. <laughs> no, no, I know what scene you're talking about. Like they're in the graveyard. Johnny yeah. was like drunk off his butt, mm-hmm. um, and Charlie's just like dude get your crap together, like, shape up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I can't be protecting you all the time. And then he sees the party scene above there or people partying in a oh, building. Okay. And so I kind of see he's more of looking, he's like, you know, um, you know, it's like, kind of go about his back. If he could redo his past, he would, whatever mm-hmm. that past may be. And he's just like, he's like, what if that was me? Like uh, being up there, just partying, not having a care in the world, not being part of this, mob and doing all these nefarious activities like what would my life be like i think that kind of goes back into what you're talking about like the the whole catholic guilt because he goes into the church i think one of the being when we first see charlie he goes into the church and um prays and everything like that and you can see him like throughout the entire movie just battling it's like is this right is this wrong should i be doing this should i not and it kind of 
I um, kind of want to talk about just the like the scene of well, I guess variety of scenes. The fire because he seems he seems to I don't want to say be obsessed with fire, but have a fascination with fire. And I don't understand what the fi- what the fire signifies. Do you know what what I'm talking about? I thought it was uh, purity. Okay. It, it burns away the impurities, but. I may be looking okay. a little too much into it. Um, no, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, sort of like, again, uh, not looking at Hellfire. Well, or maybe he's looking at it like Hellfire. Okay. And he, he doesn't really know if he wants to look at it as uh, as a punishment or as a way to burn off um, burn off the chaff, so to speak. Like, burn, like I guess, like burn away his sins? Is that what you're yes. saying? Okay. Or, I'm just spitballing here. I have, I have no yeah, idea. So I'm was just I'm trying the, to see what's in line with the theme of the movie. Yeah, because <laughs> that was the one thing to where I couldn't figure out was the fire. I'm like, like it's like, are you fat? Like, what what are you fascinated by? And he keeps like wanting matches mm-hmm. in order to do in order to do whatever he want. Like, kind of like just like burn his fingers. So I can kind of get behind the purity thing. Actually, the more that I think about it, because like, yeah, maybe he wants to burn away his sins. It's not how it happens, but mm-hmm. I don't know much. I'm still learning a little bit more about a Catholic. I'm also him battling with his own conscience. Mm-hmm. We don't really, we don't really see what goes on in any of these characters' minds. We just see what they do. Right. And we can only speculate mm-hmm. what Martin Scorsese was doing. Heck, for all we know, it could just honestly mean nothing. Right. It's just like, I'm just going to add this in there and it looks cool, why yeah. not? It, it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever, no, nothing in general. Would would there be any scenes that you would like want to take out? Oh yeah, no. Like I said, the ending I did not <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Just the, the ending. ending. <laughs> yeah, I would have been much uh, more satisfied with uh, with an ending similar to Three Billboards outside of uh, Eben, Missouri, mm-hmm. where it was just the main characters just driving away, not knowing what's going to happen next. Um, and that that would have been, I think, that would have been very impactful. Instead, it was just sort of like okay, I don't know. It was, like, okay, I, it was just, yeah, exactly. I was just not a fan of uh, what the, what they ended up doing, um, or what Scorsese ended up doing. Excuse me. Oh, burp. All right, yeah. I for I, I just want to go on like I've been going on too many tangents and talking a little bit too much already. But just like. I just want to talk about Teresa for a minute. I don't like her. Really? Okay. <laughs> she annoys me way too much. I didn't see the point in her being there at all. So, mm. like, if you could change my mind, if you will. Well, I think you probably could have played more into, uh, well, I don't know. It's interesting. So, Teresa is Charlie's, uh, the girl Charlie's having an affair with. Um, and she has epilepsy, which pe- other people look down on her for. I think Scorsese could have done a little more in having Charlie feel like he could save her in the same man- manner that he saves Johnny Boy. Or tries to save Johnny Boy, I should mm-hmm. say. Uh, yeah, it's it's. she seemed excessive at times. But I don't, I don't know if I'd take her out entirely. Um, I'll just have to disagree with you on that. But, yeah, there were times where I was like, eh, I don't care if she's on screen or not. It, it, I get unnecessary personally fair enough like what did she add just what did she add i guess the only thing i i can think of that she would add is charlie's inner debates because we do some i will i 
just run on something. We sometimes do hear Charlie's thoughts every mm-hmm. once in a while. But it's like maybe his inner debates, which I personally like his inner debates, because sometimes that's how my mind works. I'm like, eh, 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 should I do this? Should I not do this? Like, or things like that. But I don't know. Just she was just overall annoying to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll probably be the outlier in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. I like Tony. Tony just honestly wants to run his bar. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care. He's like, right. I want to run my bar, do my thing. Just that's about it. Mm-hmm. He, so he's just kind of there, but I enjoy his random little commentary. Mm-hmm. It, he's the one who gets. A, I think he gets a tiger at one point or a lion. Is that him? Or am I thinking of a different character? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Tony just gets a, like a, a lion, tiger, lion, tiger, bear. I was like, oh my, um, lion or tiger. He gets one of the two. It's the cub, for really no reason. I don't think really no reason. It just adds it in there. Mm-hmm. It may have been an unnecessary f- scene. I found it funny. Mm-hmm. So like, what about you? Any characters that you personally enjoyed? I mean, so or wanted to see more it's of? It's really interesting because. So Johnny Boy with Robert De Niro, he was obvi- he was obviously I didn't yeah I didn't like him all that very much as a as a person, uh, but as a character he was really good. He ended up getting a nominate. Uh, no, he ended up, Robert De Niro ended up getting some acting awards for it, and I'm pretty sure I would not be surprised if that ended up contributing to him getting cast in Godfather Part Two. Um, that would make sense, yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing is, I like uh, I like Charlie. Obviously, I think everyone uh, sees a little bit of Charlie, although Charlie's experiences are it's one of the great things about movies is we tend to relate to people who who they go through. They have the same thought processes and, uh, as us and the same internal debates and dialogue as us, even though he's they're in much more extreme situations like we're ne- we're never going to be in the situations charlie is in because we didn't put ourselves into that but we are going to go through times when we're gonna when our guilt is gonna compel us to act act out not in our own self-interest mm-hmm. and it's going to compel us to find absolution in, <laughs> in anything. In, yeah in anything including the the dregs of the society that do not want our help mm-hmm. um I don't think – I mean, I'm, that, that's not very – that's not targeted at anything. I mean, that mm-hmm. may – it may be like that. It may not be like that. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely you definitely have an appreciation for Charlie's thought processes and how he – and how he views the world and how he can't find salvation in the church because he actively goes against uh, the will of God. And he feels extremely guilty about it. And it's, it's interesting because that uh, that theme is something that carries over for all freaking three and a half hours or long silences. Yeah. <laughs> um, where and in silence, that was one of the th- central themes. Um, one of the characters keeps denying God in the same way that Peter would – was it Peter or Paul? Peter would deny God because um, Peter denied Christ three times on the day I, I, oh, I he think died. Was, yeah. I think it was Paul. Was it Paul? No, it was Peter – and then, no, it was Peter. I was pretty sure okay. it was Peter. Okay. Um, we're missing. We're messing up our biblical yeah, yeah. figures. Anyways, uh, and in silence, one of the characters, uh, he's sent, uh, central to the plot, and the theme is he keeps denying God whenever the uh, the Inquisitor shows up and tries to get him to deny God. He keeps doing it because he's afraid of death, but he keeps coming mm-hmm. back to to uh, worship and help the missionaries. And it's an, it's an interesting question because um, is he committing apostasy? Is he not? Is Charlie committing apostasy? 
Is he not? Is he? What, what's the deal with that? And it's just, it's interesting, especially as religious people. It asks some very interesting questions. And I, yeah. I do like the fact that he does touch on religion. And I'm going to use the word struggles. Because, like, um, it's like we know many, like, religious people. Um, Mormons, Jews, um, Muslims, Christians, Catholics. Like, we, we've known multiple people of different religions. And we know that, that they go through a lot of struggles. And a lot of internal struggles. And I'm going to say, I don't want to say that's not talked about enough, but in terms of like popular media and films, not really talked about enough. And I will say with Martin Scorsese, I think he's one of the few that does it, unless, um, unless anyone out there like has any like recommendations and be like, hey, watch this. But it's like it's not touched on enough. And he's like, yeah, talk a little bit about that guilt and, um, how it can really affect a person or like really derail them from everyday life and how they, it can heavily affect their decisions and their thought process of how things go. Mm-hmm. It's like, as we talked about, Charlie goes through like this, that, the other thing. Should I do this? Should I not do this? I'm just repeating myself when I said earlier, but it's very much true because it has religion does have a huge influence on everything that you do. And I think anyone who says it doesn't, I don't want to call them a liar, but it has to have some type of impact on you, whether it be big or small. It has does have some type of impact on you. And then I think to deny that is wrong in a sense. It's like you can't deny that one fact. Because if you deny that one fact, it, you I don't not really deny the whole religion, but you're denying a lot. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I just rambling and not making sense whatsoever? Because no, you know sense. I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out any, trying to figure out anything else that you want to talk about. Any? No. All right, we all good. Yeah, we all good. Mm-hmm. All righty. So that was us rambling about Mean Streets. Thank you for joining us. Let's see what are we doing next week. Okay, in the next one we are talking about your new verses, which I'm excited about, with Infernal Affairs and The Departed, as we've talked about The Departed a little bit in this one. Uh, Infernal Affairs uh, and The Departed—they're essentially the, the same movie, just. Infernal Affairs is Chinese and The Departed is Martin Scorsese's version of it. So join us next week for that. Have a great day.